My name is Matt. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, grateful to be here. Grateful to be sober. Neil, thanks for asking me. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give you a brief synopsis of what I believe got me here, uh, what my life was like, and what my life is like now. Um, grew up in a very loving family. Both my parents were amazing. They loved me very much, took care of me, middle class. I have everything, all my needs met. Um, you know, we weren't by any means rich, but everything I needed was provided for me. Um, raised Christian, so I was a very devout Christian up until uh, I guess I discovered marijuana and alcohol. Um, yeah, and at that point, uh, I just, I wasn't, I'll get to it. I was, I started drinking emotionally, but at that point I was just doing it to have fun, you know, it's when it was still fun for me, social lubricant, hanging out with friends, uh, going to parties. Um, and then a couple days after my 21st birthday, my dad got diagnosed with this weird form of leukemia from his time that he spent in Vietnam. Uh, they attributed it to the Agent Orange that they dropped there. And uh, it was a long drawn out battle. He went in for his last treatment. He was supposed to be in remission. This was 12 months in, and it was supposed to be his last treatment. They said it came back full force. You're going to have to just make him comfortable, bring him home. Uh, but there's no chance of him surviving. So we made him comfortable. He passed away. And that was the first time I really started drinking uh, with more intent in mind than just having fun and partying. Uh, I drank to escape. I drank to numb out. And I just drank because I was really uncomfortable and I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to face what life was presenting me with at that time. Um, kept doing my thing, went to school in San Francisco, got really into Coke, started dealing it with my roommate, had a blast. Uh, ended up fracturing my foot one night in a blackout. Um, couldn't support myself anymore. Had to move down. A couple months after that, my mom got diagnosed with uh, urinary cancer. Uh, she had a hysterectomy, going through treatment for that. And pretty much the same timeline as my dad. It was about 12 months in where it spread to her stomach. And same thing, just said, take her home, make her comfortable. She's not going to make it. And I was a mama's boy, so losing her, um, yeah, I, I stopped caring. Um, I wasn't quite at that point yet, but eventually down the road, I lost the will to live. I drank myself into a black hole of depression. Less and less friends, stopped getting invited to parties just because I was so sad. It was just like, it was just such a mess, you know? Whatever I could put in my body and as much as I could possibly fit in before I blacked out and pissed myself. <laughs> um, got to a point where I was going to kill myself. I probably was a couple of days before I actually slipped my own throat. That was my plan because I didn't know what else to do. And maybe there was just 0.1% of me that didn't want to give up yet. I never knew what AA was. And I had a friend, actually not a friend, a roommate tell me, Hey man, like you need to do something or I'm going to like, we're going to take you off somewhere and we're going to get you help. Uh, so I detoxed in my shower, I lived in my shower for about a week, detoxed, uh, <laughs> going, you know, DTs were, I've done a lot of psychedelics and like very heroic doses of acid and mushrooms and mixed those together with cocaine on top. And, uh, I've never been as scared as I was going through DTs. Absolutely terrifying. Um, but it got me to the point where I was like, I never want to go through this again. And like the fact that my body's going through this really just shows me like, all the poison I was putting in my body, you know, this is making the pack. God, I swear, if you get me through this, I'll never, uh, I'll never drink again. 
And uh, yeah, something changed. I was ready to just stop. You know, I was just, I didn't want to be alive at that time, but I know I wasn't ready to die yet. I know I still had purpose and there was more to life. Uh, so I went to my first AA meeting at St. George's Church, um, sat next to two younger gentlemen because there were the two young people there. And one of those men became my sponsor shortly after. Uh, I've since then moved on, but I'm eternally grateful for those two guys and the fellowship I was part of for the first uh, about year. Yeah, about a year of my sobriety. And from that point on, you know, uh, the blessings just started pouring in. You know, I think the first year I was just happy to be sober, but I had so much given to me so fast, you know, uh, I inherited a house, a car, um, I was able to have some passive income on the side. And so really finances weren't a huge thing. And just blessing after blessing, you know, um, sobriety has taught me, or it's treated me really well, you know, it's taught me how to live life on life term, on life's terms. Um, but I'm going to wrap myself out. Uh, these past couple of weeks, I decided to go on a little bit of a self-pity binge um isolated didn't go to a meeting for about two and a half weeks um me and someone i was very much in love with split up and so i was you know i was a sad boy getting through it uh but i chose to not take action i chose to isolate and a lot of that pain that i remember from not being connected to the rooms not reaching out to alcoholics a lot of that started to resurface and it's not that i was going to drink but i remember why i used to drink it was to escape what i was feeling and to run away and, you know, uh, I was in a bad spot, you know, and I'm super grateful Neil asked me to be here because it gave me, you know, I actually thought this was, I was going to have to do this last week and I was not ready. I was just like, oh my God, I can't, I'm not really fit. Uh, but since then, <laughs> I've gotten my ass back to meetings, started shaking off some of the darkness, you know, and uh, what I've noticed is during my active using and drinking, uh, you know, I built up a tolerance for whatever I was putting in my body. So I needed more and more and more to get the same desired effect. Now I feel like sometimes in life, that's the way I am with like my blessings and my gratitude. I need more and more and more good things to happen to me to feel the same level of gratitude. And that's just not how life works. And when I'm so focused on that, when I don't have the relationship I wish I had or the job or the money or whatever, whatever situation you want to be in, wherever you want to be, if I'm so hyper-focused and obsessed over that, I'm completely blind to the things that are already in front of me, you know? Like, the world has so much beauty and wonder to offer. And, you know, these past two weeks, it was just like, I was just like the most depressed I've been, like, in sobriety, you know? And nothing changed but my perception. Of, I, this, I don't have this, and I have to say goodbye to this. And it was so painful. And, like, this isn't a program of thinking. It's a program of action. It's a spiritual program of action. You know, and it's just amazing. Like my first meeting I went back to after taking a break, uh, my friend Jimmy saw me walk in the door and he hadn't seen me for a while. He's like, you're leading. I said, oh. you know, I meant that I walked in like two minutes before the meeting started, went to the bathroom. He saw me walk in. He came into the bathroom while I'm taking a tinkle. I was like, hey, man, you're leading the meeting. And I was just like, oh, and uh, turned out to be really good. You know, it got me out of my hole. Uh, it got me talking to alcoholics again. It got me opening up my heart and letting people know that I was actually really hurting, you know, and I work at the Canyon Club, so I'm around alcoholics all the time, but I was like suppressing a lot of those emotions. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is I, by default, I'm restless and irritable and discontent with where I'm at in life, you know, and when I'm so hyper focused on that, because, you know, we all have minds that obsess 
over not the good things in our life, but the bad things. You know, I can have one little thorn in my shoe and that's all I can, or thorn in my foot and that's all I'm focused on. I'm not focused on the bigger picture and where, you know, really zooming out and seeing where I came from since I got sober, you know, like I do have a lot of peace and love and friends and everything in my life. Yet, if I have one little thing that, you know, my will that doesn't align with God's will, that's when things start getting super, super painful. You know, there's going to be ebbs and flows in life and there's going to be ups and downs, but we don't have to make it as hard as we make it, you know, like life is okay. The sky is not falling. I'm incredibly blessed for what, you know, with what I have. And I need to remind myself of that every single day. And it's not just a connection with my higher power. It's a connection with the program and the connection with you guys and really being honest with myself and where I'm at and opening up my heart and letting people know that I'm hurting, you know, um, I've gotten, you know, I've pulled myself out of that hole. I'm still working on it. You know, I'm still not to dwell on the past or trip on the future. Um, a quote that I learned early sobriety was, um, what was it? The, oh, uh, the depth of our anxiety measures the distance we are from God. So if I'm not connected to my higher power and I'm not, I'm not actually putting my faith that things are going to get not even better because my life isn't even bad, but trusting that right now I am exactly where I need to be, you know, that I'm either being taught a lesson or I'm walking through whatever I have to walk through to get to the next indicated step, you know. Being hyper-focused on the future is like one of my huge things I really struggle with, you know, and uh, that quote really helped me realize that like, if I'm tripping on all that, like I'm really not connected with God, you know, because what's really important is being here right now, you know, this meeting, you know, being with my fellows, you know, we went out to dinner and got some food and it was just wonderful. You know, I forget how beautiful life can be when I'm so tripped up on my own bullshit, you know? And, uh, yeah, if there's anyone that's struggling or just going through anything, you know, it's going to get better. Your higher power is there for you, but you got to put, you got to put in the effort. You got to have that faith that things are going to get where they need to go. You know, it's, things nor, aren't good nor bad. They're just what you make of it. You know, uh, I'm incredibly grateful for this program. There are times where I wish I didn't have to do it, but that's also just my mind, you know, the alcoholic thinking taking over. I learned early in sobriety that you know, uh, my alcoholic mind wants to get me alone and kill me. And while that may sound extreme, if I don't have this program in my life, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to isolate. And eventually I'll end up drinking and using myself to death because that's exactly where I was before I came into this program, you know? Uh, so I'm incredibly grateful. My life is beautiful. I'm so glad that everyone is here. And if you're struggling, uh, and need a friend, I'll be your friend. And if no one's told you today, I love you. Thank you very much. <laughs>